Welcome to Art Heroes with JPH, where we believe art heals, connects, and galvanizes. I'm your host, Joanna Patrice Haggerty. On this show, I am honored to have some of the nation's most innovative leaders, artists, and creative business owners to share their unique and valuable experiences, processes, practical tips, and inspirations. Today with me is Carly Stevenson, who joined the city of Asheville as an urban designer and public art coordinator in January of 2022. She works on a variety of urban design projects that support and enhance Asheville's public realm. She manages the Art in the Heart program, part of the engagement effort for the Pack Square Plaza Visioning and Improvements Project. Prior to joining the city of Asheville, she worked for several years with the city of Raleigh's Urban Design Center. She has a master's degree in landscape architecture from North Carolina State University. I brought Carly on to talk about art, economics, and what's happening with the city of Asheville right now. But first, Carly, thank you for being here today. Yeah, hi. Very happy to be here. Thank you for having me. It's such an honor, and I've been able to watch just a little bit of what you've done as I sit on the Public Art Cultural Commission, and I'm just really so grateful that we have a role and someone like you in the city. And so I thought, let's talk a little bit about what an urban designer and what public art coordinating even is. Can we just kind of break that down in layman's terms for those of us who don't really understand? <laughs> sure. <laughs> it is a little bit complicated and having a 50-50 <laughs> role is kind of confusing to sum up quickly, but yeah. I work with the planning and urban design department and there are several divisions within that department, including long-range planning, um, where they're looking at the comprehensive plan and the future vision um, for the city of Asheville, um, current planning, which is looking at, you know, big development and projects that are coming in to the city of Asheville. We also have historic preservation, um, someone who uh, looks at the different overlays and runs that historic preservation commission. And then I work in a, a division called urban design and place strategies. And so within that area, we take on a bunch of different urban design projects. So that could include looking at um, streetscape design for different corridors in downtown Asheville. That can include special projects where we have you know, a partnership happening with another um, developer or organization um, within the city to really look at ways that the public realm can be enhanced through particular projects and really looking at design guidelines and standards to, to guide how downtown Asheville um, develops over time and really thinking about how pedestrians um, and, and people move about the city, not just, you know, how vehicles and, and cars and whatnot get through the city. So making places for people is one of our driving factors. And I'm also a public art coordinator. So I work primarily, well, the past few months primarily has been working with the Art in the Heart uh, temporary public art program. And this is the first time that the city of Asheville has developed a program like this. Yeah. And it's a it's a unique engagement arm under the umbrella of this Pack Square visioning project. And so that has been, I'd say, you know, pretty much 100% of my time has been devoted to that over the past few months as we've gotten that off the ground and running. Um, the program launched in September. 
Yeah. And I can't wait to dive into that more too. And what I find amazing and valuable and important is that combining urban designing, which again is looking at how people are physically moving through a city, how tourists show up, how the locals use the spaces, and then being able to combine that with the public art side is is really exciting for someone like me, who's kind of created this title. I call myself an arts economic development specialist because I've sat more from the, the micro side of creating these engagements, creating little events, creating pop-ups that, you know, art projects, public art things, that would get people excited. So I'm just really loving that this has been coming to the city. Um, I've just really been excited about it. And I I hope that this opportunity gets more people aware of it because sometimes city work sits a bit in a silo. So I'm excited to bring it out and talk about it more. So let's really maybe dive into Art in the Heart. And we may need to talk a little bit more about the Pack Square area, not obviously go into a deep thing because we'll give click links at the end where people can go find more info. But, you know, for those of us who aren't local to North Carolina or the Asheville area, obviously let's talk a little bit about this national conversation of monuments and how that's impacted Pack Square for a minute, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. So Pack Square Plaza is the main city square for downtown. And the project doesn't include the entirety of the park. It really Um, includes the area surrounding where the former monument, the former Vance Monument lived. So it's between the Biltmore um, and Broadway and Market Streets. And it's, you know, an area where people go for protests and festivals and events. It's it's one of those landmark areas within the Mm -hmm. city. And, you know, this visioning process, the Pax Square Plaza visioning process, um, was spurred by the community's response across the wor- world to the murder of George Floyd mm-hmm. and black and brown people and how our physical environment really um, relates to racism. And so there was a joint city-county Vance Monument Task Force that did a lot of research to determine whether the monument should remain in this heart of downtown Asheville or be taken down. And it was uh, the recommendation was made for that to be removed in March of 2021. Um, So city council directed that it be removed and it has been mostly removed. The base is still there and there is some ongoing litigation um, around the timing of when that will be removed. And so now we're left with the question, you know, what do inclusive public spaces really look like? You know, who makes money off of them, who feels comfortable being in that space and how are different histories, stories and cultures represented? And so that was really the spark for this unique engagement arm, which is Art and Heart. It's a temporary public art program where we're asking the artists in the community, since Asheville is so well known um, for its diverse uh, arts and culture. And we're asking them to answer that, some of those questions for us. So, you know, what histories haven't been represented in this uh, Pack Square Plaza or in this space up to this point? And, you know, what does an inclusive space really mean. Yeah. And there's been things going on, you know, since September. And so I don't know, should we start with what's coming up right now? You know, what's, what's maybe the middle of November or should we go back and talk about what has been happening first? I don't even know, Carly, you tell me. (laughs) Um, Let's start with, I guess we can start with the art that is already completed that went through in, um, September and October. Yeah, I'd love to just, yeah, unpack any particular highlights or some of the pieces. Because like you said, 
And art is such an overexpansive name. There's so many different styles of art that are being created and installed and performed throughout this. So yeah, I'm excited to hear some of, of the ones that you're going to share with us right now. Sure. Yeah. And that was one of the cool things about this project and really the responses that we've got for this program is that it wasn't just your typical, I guess, what people think of when you say public art. And a lot of times people think mural or sculpture. And we got, you know, all sorts of different art forms from interactive activities where there's, you know, engagement and building together that's happening to puppet shows um, projection art, all sorts of different things. And there are some sculptures in there as well. So we had, we released our September, October schedule. We're doing, um, the release of schedule and in, in chunks just to make it more manageable for everyone and for myself. <laughs> but all the oh, right. for this. Did, we, did we even mention this is ongoing for the next six months, correct? Yeah. So yeah, it launched September, in September yeah. and it will, we'll have artists in the space performing. We'll have artwork in the space through March of 2023. And that's around the time that the PAC Square visioning, um, the vision document with all, all its recommendations about the future of the plaza will be released. So we're trying to, you know, keep everything kind of rolling together. Mm. I love that. So yeah, maybe let us know, dive into one or two of the particular ones that have already occurred. I mean, I know one of our past guests here, Tiffany Naren, um, was one of the artists who was able to do an engagement activity there that just was so powerful and beautiful. And yeah, what what is something that we'd love to share with the community about what has already come out and then maybe we'll tease what's coming up next. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, so one of our first artists um, and collaborations that, that happened was Leah and the Rabbit, which was a puppet show. And that was on September 17th and had, there were two different showings at 11 a.m. and noon. And um, this artist, Michaela Wilson, was the puppeteer to Leah. And this Leah and the Rabbit was originally performed at the Vance uh, Birthplace Historic Site. And it talks about Leah, a uh, formerly enslaved individual that was owned by the Vance family. Mm. Um, and it also pairs this story with the tales of Briar Rabbit so a popular folk story character that was passed down by enslaved people, but appropriated by white storytellers. Mm -hmm. So this puppet show was really highlighting that and, and telling that story through a different perspective, a different lens. And so that was, a, I think, a really unique take on storytelling and also just ways that, you know, programming um, can happen in Pack Square Plaza. So that was one that we were really excited about. And I mean, honestly, all the... <laughs> Applications. Of course, yeah, we don't want to. Amazing. I yeah. wish I could go into details on all of them. Um, and like we said, luckily we'll be able to send people to where there's videos and, and they'll be able to. So we're just trying to kind of get people excited. And one of the things that I love about this too is we know that difficult conversations have been being called to be asked and had by the city, by, you know, those who have inhabited it for decades. And this is such a powerful and beautiful way as art has always been a stage to have hard conversations, to move through difficult emotions. And so I just, I really honor that these are some of the types of things that are coming out. And I, I love how it's all these different weavings of stories and ideas and history and creativity. And I, I really love that one that you were able to just unpack. So maybe let's just pick one or two more just to highlight. And again, we're not diminishing any of the ones we aren't going to get to today, but we just want to share some of the stories that are being told right now. Sure. And I'll just add 
quickly that I have been. So we also hired a documentarian to mm -hmm. capture the artwork and the performances throughout this program. And we've been getting those final submissions in from the documentarian. And so we have some really amazing photographs. Um, Emmanuel Figaro is his name, uh, the photographer that we're working with. Mm -hmm. And there's also, he's also done some videos for these art pieces. So all of the September and October um, artworks or projects have those final photos or videos uploaded to the website right now. That's so great. we're really trying to get people to go in and take a look, even if you weren't able to be there in person to experience the artwork. Right. Still go look through the photos and the descriptions and tell us what you think. We have links to a survey that we're, we're looking for people to give us feedback. And that's a lot of part of the point too with public art, right? Is to sort of get that engagement because we know people are oftentimes going to show up to a festival, see some art, do some music. Are they necessarily going to show up to a city feedback survey? Not, not necessarily. And I think that that's a shame sometimes. So yeah. I'm trying to find new ways and I'm trying to encourage that. And it really feels like that art can be at the, the center of that. So yeah, I really encourage people to go and look on the site again. We'll give all that info at the end, but to really get engaged because this is how we can actually shape the future. You actually have a voice now in what's happening in downtown and that really yeah. matters. And you never know what these different projects are going to spark. Different mm. ideas that could be, you know, programming or physical um, changes to the plaza itself. So yeah, all very yeah. exciting. So another uh, project that just wrapped up, it was in the space from September 18th through October 30th is Room in the Sky. Mm. And this was constructed by um, the artist Jackson Martin. He's a professor at UNCA. And so there was a steel framed structure in the shape of a plus sign. So the plus sign itself, you know, representing healing. Um, and it from each side of this plus sign, there was a, nyl a nylon flag of all various colors that were hanging around the structure. And it was really cool to go out into the space on a, you know, a breezy day and kind of see these flags waving in the wind, these colors um, that represent, you know, inclusivity and healing. Yeah. And the, the colors themselves were chosen um, in order to reach across uh, both pride and indigenous peoples. Mm. So there were colors pulled, you know, from the rainbow, from the pride flag, um, from the progress flag, transgender flag, and ase asexual flag, and also colors representing the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians. So, you know, he, he wasn't able to pull every color. From the <laughs> idea was inclusive um, and representing, you know, all these different um, groups and people in this space. And it was originally... I, actually, I don't even know if I should talk about that, but <laughs> it was originally going to be, or we were hoping that it could be on the top of the base. Of mm, yeah. However, with the ongoing litigation, we decided yeah. that wasn't a good idea. So instead it was placed on a, um, a low platform just in front of the monument. And one of the interesting things, there's a, there's been a lot of fires like that. We've kind of had to put out sure. you know, at the last minute and get creative. Like, how are we going to solve this problem or work around this issue? Um, and so the the piece, the sculpture, which was originally intended to be more of a piece that you viewed from below, became yeah. this thing that you walked through. Yeah, you it was amazing. The flags and see the sky, and there was all these waving colors around you. And I think it ended up being an even stronger project with it being at ground level where people could interact with it. 
And that, you know, again, it's just another part of the beauty of art. It really teaches the creative process, right? You know, mistakes don't have to be mistakes. You know, dead ends don't have to be dead ends. And I, I really found that piece in particular every time I've been going through downtown, you know, while it was up, it was amazing to see. I mean, that is such a hub of so many different people. And was one week and a while ago, it was an Alice in Wonderland theme. And it was also like leaf season. And I mean, it was thousands of people dressed up in outfits, like walking around this thing, engaging with it. And just to watch my town really have all of these different unique art pieces coming together while still having this underlying large conversation of economics and, you know, inequalities was just really beautiful and powerful. And so I love hearing the fact that it, it would have been different had it actually been up on the statue. So I, I love that. That art yet again just shows we got to roll with the punches sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah, I've definitely learned that lesson <laughs> through tackling this program and all the all the fires and logistics and whatnot that come with uh, wrangling 11 artists and trying to make sure that city staff under you know understands what's happening and Parks and Rec is involved. And, you know, it's just a lot of, lot of things. I give you really, really big props. So I know that just some of the early November stuff just came out since, you know, it's um, it's the 8th. And I'm curious, what do we have coming up maybe mid-November or things that people can still get involved in and go see in physical person if they, they live in town or want to come tour yes, the area? We have some very exciting projects upcoming. Um, the first one that will be present and visible in the plaza is called Homesick. And this is, it's going to be a metal sculpture and it'll vary in heights. They're going to be poles from, you know, five to 15 feet tall. And on top of those are going to be steel framed houses that are wrapped in a white fabric. And so, you know, most of the time it'll be just that, the sculpture. But then on Saturdays throughout the month of November from 7.30 to 9.30, um, this artist team is going to be showing projections. It'll be an uh, audio-visual experience. There'll be images and photos um, representing, you know, housing insecurity and people's housing struggles in Asheville, and also audio from interviews um, that this team has done throughout the community, talking about, you know, what defines home, what memories does home conjure, what has your search for home been like in Asheville? And so the, the three artists that are uh, a part of this collaborative group are Leslie Rosenberg, Ethan Schultz, and Liz Trader-Williams. And so that will be up once again, starting on November 5th with the first evening of pro uh, projections happening uh, that, same, that same Saturday evening at 7.30. And then every Saturday after that through November. That sounds really, really exciting. I think we maybe have time to squeeze in one more little highlight before we have to wrap up. Anything else you want to really make sure we can call attention to? Uh, yeah, I think another one of the more unique projects that we have that's upcoming in November is by artist Edwin Salas Acosta. And his is called Vance Tangram Obelisk. And his was one of the only submissions that was more of an interactive activity or experience. And so he has made uh, out of like 12 different blocks um, in the shape of, of tangrams. So, you know, parallelograms, triangles, mm -hmm. he has recreated the shape of the Vance monument. And this will be about 12 feet by four feet wide and it'll lay flat on the ground. And his idea was to have people come up and rearrange 
the shapes into mm-hmm. new, you know, fantastic um, shapes that, you know, symbolize something different than what the Vance Monument originally symbolized. So, you, you know, having people interact and, and come together to create something unique from something that did represent um, something not as unique. <laughs> wow, what a catharsis and what a beautiful process. I just honestly am so impressed with the creative projects that were submitted and the ones you guys were able to select. And again, we weren't able to highlight. So Carly, why don't you let people know, how do they go find more out about this? How do they get more involved? How do they stay up to date with this project and other projects you're going to be doing moving forward? Sure. So all of the information on the schedule for Art in the Heart, the artists that, you know, have completed projects and also upcoming projects is on Art in the Heart website. So that's AshevilleNC.gov slash Art in the Heart. And there is a link at the top of the page that will lead you to a survey, a quick survey, to tell us what you think about the art and how some of these ideas may spark um, future ideas or programming. Um, in Pack Square Plaza. And there's also a link at the top of that page to the Pack Square Plaza Visioning and Improvements Project. The quick link to that is ashevillenc.gov slash packsquare. I love it. Well, Carly, I just want to honor the work that you're doing, the many hats that you're wearing, and just the the creativity that you're being able to cultivate in our city. I'm, I'm really honored to know you and to have you as a part of our our art community here. Oh, thank you. Yeah. For having me on today been a great discussion yeah and as always this is art heroes with jph where we share tips and tools of our community's most innovative leaders artists and creative business owners thank you so much for tuning in and please connect by visiting biz radio us or arthero.biz we would love to hear your show suggestions or any questions you may have and as always stay creative Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.